since the dark time, man has reached to obtain that which seemingly lies to be in his grasp. Reason, enlightenment, understanding, is that at the game best ball provides fulfilled, the only them to focus on the to high price. Hell yeah. Sounds like you're stealing. I, I can't argue with you, Zach. I want to, but I can't. Little butter. <laughs> Have either of you guys put stuff on your head? To end. Smart basketball. All right, we're good. Yeah, I gotta say, I really, I really am happy that that we can just record on Zoom because uh, I suppose I suppose edit, hand editing wasn't too terrible. Um, like splicing it together uh, wasn't wasn't the worst task in the world. But uh, I have to imagine this is easier because you're not splicing together and timing things up. I don't know what's the benefit of the separate audio files. So there's there's really only one benefit is that it sounds better. I think because you're 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 cutting out the the latency of of the the recording or, or the audio. I, I talk like I know what I'm talking about here, but I imagine there's some loss. It sounded of, good to me. Yeah, it sounds like there's some loss. I would have to imagine there's loss from the, my microphone going out to Zoom uh, and then recorded on your computer as opposed to just being recorded locally. And I I feel like it's always sounded differently. However, when we did this last <laughs> week with your brother. It was uh, pretty good. I, I would have uh, been hard pressed to to notice the difference, honestly. So it was. I, uh, for the record, I am recording separately, just in case there's a problem. Might I'm be a good not. idea. Oh, okay. Ed has confidence. It worked last time, right? <laughs> I, I don't know how this could work. I mean, we're, Zoom is like is we're is batting one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I suppose there's a possibility that Ed could close out the meeting and, 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 and forget to hit the save button properly. That's the only thing that could, could fuck this up is you, I've done that before you end it. And then it automatically starts saving the recording. Yeah. Oh. Right. Yeah. Or your, uh, your laptop could become unusable between sure. uh, some time. Yeah. I mean, there's not a hundred percent chance, but um, we're, we're, we're putting together this recording. I think we've been doing a, a once every two weeks uh, recently, but, but I felt like today we need to do an emergency podcast in honor of the, the James Harden blockbuster trade. Um, the first thing I want to ask is Ed as a, as a strictly since you're the, 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 the most uh, among us here, you watch the NBA the most. Are you jealous of this trade not involving the nuggets in some capacity? No, I'm not jealous just because of the fact that the Nuggets um, don't need offense. They need, I suppose they could have been part of it to maybe as one of the ancillary teams, but they do not need offense. Their, their defense is terrible. Sure. But let, let's, let's just say the, the fact that there was a blockbuster trade, like, do mm-hmm. you wish that the Nuggets would participate in a blockbuster trade, regardless of the participants, whether it's Harden or whoever? Sure. I think you always, don't you always like, don't, if you see like a big trade, don't you always hope that your team is involved just so you have something to be interested? Well, I know you hate trades in general. So I do. Um, But I did. When I saw it was a four team trade, I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. And then I quick looked to see if Denver was part of it and they weren't. And then I was a little bit less interested. Quickly dismissed that that news item once you saw the Nuggets weren't involved. No, I, I feel like if, if I had a really poor, like if if the Nuggets were were awful, and I'm not even I'm, I'm, you're a bigger Nuggets fan than I am, obviously. I mean, I, I like the Nuggets and I follow them as well as as uh, as an average fan, I suppose. But let's say the Nuggets were generally not a good team, you know, not a playoff team, and uh, they did so perform they a trade. Right I might be excited because then that might be hope for improvement. The Nuggets, I feel like, are about as good as they can get. I mean, there there might be a little bit of room for 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 uh, like you said, the defense is, is miserable. Um, I don't know how you change that because I, I don't have 
effort. I haven't done any analysis on it myself, so I would be just anybody can play good defense. All right, I like that. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, I love that. Is that it, is a good take. Is that a um, coaching staff? Do you blame the coaching staff then? The and not focus. Prove on me whatever? wrong. Prove me wrong. You can't. Well, <laughs> I know for my playing days, uh, which were extremely limited. I think I, I peaked uh, playing uh, freshman B team basketball in high school, but. I, uh, you know, I, I sort of pride myself uh, uh, with the, like, to your point, Bob, I, I can, I can at least play defense. I, I, I'm not very good at anything else except for uh, playing defense. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, there's limitations. I mean, there's some limitations to that, right? Like I, no matter how hard I try, I'm not going to guard LeBron James, you know, and like, no matter how hard Jokic tries, he's not going to guard most people in the NBA. <laughs> Let's be real. But but I think I think it's it's broadly accurate. I really do. So do I think it's a coaching thing? Yeah, to some extent. Um, you, so you, you put a different coach in there. Um, I think you're going to get a different result on defense. I really do. Zach, you did ask me. You made a joke about fire Mike Malone, and I replied back saying, "When did I ever say that?" And you said you didn't. I just like the bit. But I I did get annoyed yesterday during the third quarter. They were up yeah. 16 at half. And the Nets without Kyrie went on like a 26 to four run in the third quarter. And even the, so I was watching the Nuggets broadcast and the Nuggets guys, uh, who's the old kind of, he kind of reminds me of Madden a little bit um, type, the color guy. The, for the Nuggets? Yeah. Oh man, I should know this off the top of my head, but I don't. Um... Anyway, you know when your local broadcast guys saying, "Oh, the wheels are really coming off here." Like that's not a good <laughs> sign for the team. Yeah, I mean that guy's always generally pretty, uh, pretty yeah. blah. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. What is his? He's he used to play for the Nuggets, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta I gotta look this up. But anyways, um, so I did have a little moment of like, come on, Malone. Like you got like you called timeout, and then the Nets had like six straight points right out of the timeout. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and say what the Nuggets should or shouldn't do because I really have no idea. Uh, I've, I've never really liked Malone. I feel like for, for no other reason, I just don't like the way he carries himself. He just seems like the kind of guy who, who shouldn't be a great coach. I guess he did something good last season when they nearly made the finals. I, I don't know. I think he's gone up since they hired him. Like every year they've gotten better pretty much, but they almost fired him after they lost that uh, that play-in game with the the T Wolves. Oh right, right. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I, I mean, I would have been happy with them firing him. With, yeah. Well, your boy Michael Porter Jr. has been out with COVID. I don't know if he exposes himself to unnecessarily or what, but are we going to talk about um, with COVID? Did you see what uh, George Hill said? Uh, we can talk about whatever you like. What did George Hill say? I missed it. I saw because the M- the NBA and the NBA Players Association basically came to an agreement. Uh, I think for like the next couple of weeks as to how they're going to handle like contact tracing and and rules regarding like going on road games. You can't have anybody to your hotel. You can't go out. You basically can only have like in- immediate family members, maybe. And George Hill was like, "We're grown ass men. I'm going to have I'm going to see whoever I want. And if it's that big of an issue, maybe we shouldn't be playing." Which is probably the truth. Like, right. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
But yeah. uh, I thought that was an interesting, he was trending on Twitter this morning because of that. I'm sure you might have a stance on that, Zach. I, I agree with him. I don't have any problem with, with that, with that stance. I, uh, I don't, I don't know that. Uh, I don't know. It's a fine line. I feel like I'm, that they, uh, that, that there could be a, a, a better league if, if they were to do another bubble, but no one wants to do a bubble, right? No one wants to be quarantined. No one wants to do what George Hill is saying. Um, so should they shut the league down because of that? Maybe it's just, maybe you should just opt out and then they That's should. That's what I was going to say. I mean, like you, you, I kind of, I always hate to be, uh, the guy who's like, well, you're millionaires whining about something. Right. But like, don't play that. You know what I mean? Like it's not, uh, he's not going to be, you know, destitute if he decides I, to opt out. So. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. George Hill is on the tail end of his career. If I had to guess, I don't feel like he's. He's got much, many, many more years left in the tank. If I, again, I'm right. I'm not an NBA insider. I don't follow the league. I feel like he's, uh, if I, again, I'm just really guessing here. He's probably a 10 to 12 year veteran. He's 34. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's the so league he's, in three point shooting, if not last year than the year before. I think it was last year. Yeah. yeah. So maybe he has a couple more years left, but I mean, I, th- those are, that's several million dollars that if, if, if they're not going to, uh, I mean, I know the NFL, I think allowed players to opt out this season and they'll get paid. Does that sound right? Yeah, but I don't think it was their full salary. It was a certain percentage. It was a certain oh, dollar really? amount. Yeah. Well, to to what Bob is saying, yeah, I I don't know if I would play the whiny I'm a millionaire basketball player uh, card because I feel like that's not really the same the same game. But um, yeah, why not let him opt out? Or I guess he can do whatever, whatever he wants it, if he doesn't want to play. But. It feels like there's the economics that you have to understand that if the games aren't played, then you're not getting paid your millions of dollars in your contract. Not that you're whiny for that. You just have to understand what the consequences are. Like, right. It's just reality. Yeah. Yeah. But I kind of derailed it. I know you wanted to talk about um, the Harden trade. And I believe, can I, I feel like I'm almost playing host here a little bit. Do we talk about who in the East can best successfully stand behind Harden. Now. That's that's where I was going to go next. Yeah, where do we so obviously with the the change in scenery for Harden, the question is is that we're all dying to hear the answer to is who can guard uh James Harden's uh, step back uh jump shot from behind because uh no one's been able to do it in the west. Maybe there's a new rival in the east that can do it. Um Jason Tatum. Giannis potentially, potentially. He can stand behind him with the best of them. Do you think it requires extra length to, to fit that bill? Because Tatum is I think it does, and here's why. Because if you're too close, you're going to fall victim to the Trey Young move. The uh, What do we yes. call it? The turtle. The turtle. So, <laughs> you have to be behind him, but not so close that you can be turtled. It's interesting. I was thinking about how those two moves are related, uh, the, the turtle and the, the hardened step back, because both of those can be – uh, I think you could say people are, 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 are maybe, you know, calling those not basketball moves. Um, right. But they are, and, and we're just coming up with a better, better way of defending them. That's all. Ed, do you have any, any uh, candidates to, to, I, don't, well, I know you mostly follow the nuggets, but maybe you can give us some insight. I just said Giannis because of his length and just like what Bob said, that he would have the length to be able to contest it without actually being as close because of his reach. But I would imagine that would Giannis probably guard Durant because of how tall and his length and everything? That that's probably his matchup, anyways. 
Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, you know, like offense, defense stuff. But, but we're talking about standing behind James Harden. We're not talking about <laughs> in front of him. I feel like you're going to want to go with a smaller guy and a guy who really is bad at defense because he, no he has no other no. other. If yeah, if you if you are going to waste his his. That's his, true. Uh, That's a good um, point. Yeah, if you're going to waste his uh, conventional skills uh, by putting him behind Harden the whole the whole time. <laughs> That might not be your best uh, best leverage. I'm gonna look up who is like worse in the league in defense plus minus, and then I'll get back to you. It would be comical if the answer was Nikola Jokic. He's right? not. Yeah. Hey, well, since you brought him up, I did. Jokic is leading in like six statistical categories so far this year. Jokic for MVP. I'm saying it right now. I don't think it's actually gonna happen, but. Um, you did not take the bait though either, Zach. When I thought you would get me for uh, small sample, sample size, it's I don't know, man. I don't have uh, you're leading, you're leading, you know. What can you say after 10 games or whatever? It's it's 15% of the season at this point, right? Um, all right, do you know what the odds are? You, you don't know what the odds are on Jokic, do you? No, to win the MVP. I, I'm actually, it's I, I've been trying to stay in tune with those markets because they the books will often uh, overlook them and, and just leave them up. Uh, you know, they're all, they're up all the time basically, and I have access to a lot of sports books now uh, here in Colorado. Uh, like I was able to hop on Steph Curry at sixteen to one after he was on. Apparently, I, I learned about this after the fact because I don't watch the NBA like like I used to, but he was apparently really playing really well for two weeks. Or a week or so, mm-hmm. and now he's at eight to one. So, I'm I'm looking Ooh. up here. So I would say the player that you would consider to be like a good player that has the one of the worst defensive ratings is Buddy Heald, but that's in the West. Probably for the Eastern Conference would be Kobe White from Chicago, the guard from the the Bulls. Yeah, okay. He he is the seventeenth worst in defensive rating, but if you take anybody playing more than 300 minutes so far, he's the second worst. So that might be our candidate. And Buddy Heald is number one. Buddy Heald's number one for players over 300 yeah. minutes for defensive rating. So in the East, it's going to be Kobe Kobe White. I didn't know that about him. I, I knew um, he was a, a well-heralded draft pick last season. And that's about all I know. Wow. A lot of bad players on Minnesota. <laughs> They're a really bad team. Uh, one, two, three... Four of their players are in the top 20 worst defensive rating. Yeesh. Is that a yeesh or a sheesh? Well, I want to, that's a great, <laughs> great segue. I, I want to get into this. Uh, so I, I um, first of all, um, the, the usage of yeesh and sheesh has been seemingly on the up, the uptick in general. Like Ed's been going with it a lot recently in our, in our group chat. I've seen it on, on Twitter a lot uh, or more so than I used to is, when you guys uh, use or, or see someone using the words yeesh or sheesh, do you feel like there's a difference or do they mean the same thing? Definitely a difference. Okay. Ed? What? I think, I think they're synonyms. You think they're the same? I wanna, I, I'm with Bob. I think they're different. So when do you... Yeah, uh, please explain which, to me the difference then. Yeah, I'm, I I'm willing to have my mind changed. So I think, I think uh, sheesh is, is more frustration in terms of like sheesh come on it's more okay. it's more of those yeesh yeah. is more of like a 
Wow. Like, yeah. Yeesh. Yikes. Yeesh is more like a cringe. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, my mind has changed. I agree. Which one's more of a cringe? Yeesh. I think yeesh, yeesh is okay. like you're almost embarrassed for yeah. whoever it is yeah. you're giving the yeesh to. I feel like uh, that's that's where you've been using the uh, and for announcing NFL, uh, surprising NFL <laughs> scores. So let it let it be clear. I think I I use yeesh because somebody was behind in an NFL game. Then you picked it up, and I felt that you were mocking me for it uh, and used it more. So then I just kept using it then just yeah. to to buy into it. So that's, it was that's it was uh, no, it was I, I really liked it because it was uh, it was a good way to announce that a, a team was was losing big and early in the game and they weren't supposed to be. So not in a mocking manner, kind of a mocking, but not like fully mocking. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Uh, It was a a very lovingly mock. (laughs) That's possible. Um, So yeah, uh, I I feel like uh, what we'll do next, next time we we do these recordings, uh, I'd like to do a segment where we, I'll throw out a a handful of of scenarios and I want you guys to give me a a yeesh or a sheesh, but I don't have those ready. So we're not going to do it today. I'm sad to say that uh, Jamal Murray has a pretty bad defensive rating, Zach. I kind of figured that. I, yeah. I kind of figured that, yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Gary Harris uh, also. Well, we're, we're going to really talk a lot of basketball tonight, which is, which is odd. Um, that the, the one tweet that I noticed, and I, I think I even retweeted this on our, uh, on our Twitter account, um, the, Le- the LeBron James uh, three-pointer, was it last night or two nights ago when he, he shot the ball and turned around and then – and somebody, I think, used sheesh. And I don't know. I think that's more of a yeesh. I think that's a yeesh. That yeah, it's a yeesh. Yeah. So that's this is why I think it's going to be this is going to be a high high powered big hitting segment for us in the future here because we've got some. Zach, can you please run a poll? Can well, we run, can we make this as a poll? I feel like this could be our ticket to like the big time going viral we could be the guys who decide whether things are a yeesh or a sheesh yeesh or sheesh yeah yeah okay let's uh, let's let's rename the pod let's let's start up a new let's, let's cancel the pod <laughs> rename it rebrand it start exactly. over. we've got nothing to lose here there's literally nothing um, can speaking of the pod and kind of pulling back the curtain um i mentioned today that my brother david had a great time he said that it was the highlight of his day when he recorded the pod last week. So everybody listening, please go back and listen to the turtle podcast, um, which I believe is what it was called. Yes. <laughs> um, David was not drunk. He was extremely tired. His, he, he gave me the impression as I was editing that, that he was drunk with a couple of his, uh, his statements, but yes, I understand he's got some children to, to that keep him awake. He's a newborn that uh, has been difficult for them sleeping wise. And Dave, I think, Dave works um, 12 hour shifts on the weekend. So during the week, he tends to try to, you know, of course, like any good father, help out a little bit more. And um, I think he was very tired. Dave is kind of a deliberate speaker anyways. Bob, would you agree with that? Yes, I would agree. He's probably have a little more slower cadence than I do anyways. So it was just uh, amplified by his lack of sleep. But he said that he would like to Join the pod in the future. I called him um, a guest star, but I just made that up. And Zach, you kind of replied like guest star all caps. I, I, it was just a, 
it, it wasn't the label that I would have picked or have gone with, but I don't have a better one. So he would have just picked guests. I think that's what Zach is saying. Here. I, I don't. I, is there such a thing as a guest star on on any podcast? <laughs> I don't know. You're right on a podcast, but I'm okay with it. I mean, on, on at this at the same time, uh, I'm I'm no star. None of us are stars, but maybe Dave's a star and we're not. I don't know. That my my little tangent here is my friend Nate, who is an actor, and he had to explain to me the difference between a co-star and a guest star on tv would well, that's you guys pretty know obvious, isn't different it? so a co-star is is a regularly occurring i lead. maybe i'm trying to think if i'm using the right term and a guest star is somebody who just shows up like once or twice so he had a role on shameless that was about a couple minutes long and it was a guest star is that really a star though i feel I, like he's just He's just a no. I mean, and this is like no offense to Nate, but I that's where I've, I I assumed like a guest star was kind of like a big like celebrity name. Yeah, that, that's where I yeah you got to be a name to be a guest star, which is why I sort of questioned Dave being a guest star. But at the same time, none of us are stars, so I'm not I'm not, I can't criticize. Dave is a name. He's a he's Dave's a good name, right? Kind of a get for us, my brother. He's a big as big as big as we can get. It. I think a big get would be to have Dave and Tony here at the same time. Huge get. Do you Huge. do you remember? I think in season one, Sean was able to get us uh, some former Israeli um, uh, handball player. Remember That's that? Right. That That's was right. That was interesting. The, the recording was pretty bad, though, right? Um, uh, I mean, considering that they were in India and right, and, right. and we aren't, I thought it was actually a pretty good recording. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, overall. Uh, compared to a standard podcast it was miserable but was that a different recording from when sean just walked around his village and put the phone up to people's faces and they said hi to us i think that was a different episode but okay. yeah it was the same general uh the same general i think that was about two years ago if i had to guess i don't think i was on that one with the with the player there I don't think um, I made that. well let's make a left turn here who wants to talk about civil war are we are we in a civil war right now I feel like we've talked about it. I have a note in, in one of our, uh, in one of my, uh, my show notes that I have never gotten to in show notes and listening to, yeah. And listening to, um, to Levitard this morning or this afternoon, I finally, I finally listened to the, you guys to, took my recommendation. Yeah. And you've been, you've been touting. And I, I mean, I've, I've, I've been trying to listen to, to Levitard as much as I can over the last several months. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I do, I always go for the big Suey and you strongly recommended yesterday, January 12th, big Suey. Uh, episode and I listened to about half of it and um that's anyways, about all you needed to watch on that listen because then it talks about underwear I think is what they pivoted to okay but uh yeah I, I guess I really uh for for whatever reason I felt like I had I had a, a note in one of our show notes that um uh, something about what will civil what will civil war look like and I don't know if we talked about this in the hangout or if I just had a I don't think we did a random thought. I mean, Bob fresh. Don't, don't I feel, I feel like Bob is, 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 has in his head, you know, I feel like you're the civil, the civil war guy. <laughs> the look on your face is getting me here. But the, um, I feel I'm like the civil war guy. What does that mean? That <laughs> well, I think we're in a civil war. Not, not, no, I, I feel like you, I feel like you don't think we're there, but you feel like, I feel like we are on the precipice of one or, or mm. uh, it could happen. What would a sil- a true like? What, at what point do we cross the line where people will or historians will recognize this is a civil war? Because I feel like, 
a traditional civil war where we are, you know, fighting with muskets and we're doing trench warfare. That's not, we're not going to have that. Right. A modern right. civil war is, is going to be something different. Are we there yet? No, uh, I don't think we're even close. If we're not. Okay. Thank you. This is what I want to hear. So you don't think we're close to it. I, I saw somebody tweet and I, I'd have to agree with this, that we've been in the civil war since 1860 and it just has never ended. Pardon? Lean into the mic. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. So what, what it comes down to is, is uh, I think we all know what the civil war, uh, the, uh, the actual, you know, as we learned in history class, the civil war began in 1860 and it ended in 65 um, with uh, the Emancipation Proclamation, right? That was the the end of it. I see Ed's Googling something here to fact check me. More or less, go ahead. More or less, yeah. Um, throughout the history of the, the of the United States since then, I think we can all safely say that Black uh, Americans have been largely oppressed, even with the advent of of laws that would, um, you know, give give people the impression that otherwise, right? So I feel like that we've been in a civil war of sorts since then even if you know by the history books and by what most white people would, would recognize it as being over with in 1865 it's been ongoing ever since then and what we're seeing today and when i say today you know let's just say the past four years of the trump pres- presidency is just sort of a a rekindling of that um i'll just call it drama but there's more to it than just drama but Anyways, what do you think, Bob? When when do you when, uh, what would be the indicator to you that we've crossed the line into America is in a civil war? I mean, probably, you know, war. You kind of need war to have a, a civil war, and we don't have a war. Okay. We need so you're saying there is no what's your definition of war? Do we need to have muskets in our hands and we're and running around the streets with muskets and uh, and bayonets? No, but you typically have you typically have defined sides and in people fighting in some fashion. Who's okay. fighting? So you don't you don't believe that right now there are no defined sides? No, I don't think so. Okay. No, there's too many. There's uh, there's a lot of flavors, right? I mean, I think we're and I think that's part of the problem is that it's it's pretty fractured, and so uh, a lot of people feel like they've been cast out of the you know, quote unquote, existing power structures. And so they're looking for something. So that's where I think mega comes in, obviously. Um, And people latch onto that. And, you know, there's certain parts of that that seem like they would like to be in a war. But, um, you know, obviously, I would say the closest we've gotten to that was what happened last week. Um, But no, do I think we're in a civil war or have been for 150 years? No, I do not. So when we, so when we, so, so I, I, I don't mind your definition of war there. Um, what I guess I'm, I'm confused by is I feel like we can have a war without your traditional definition that you are, you're, you're leaning on there. I don't know. Like, like Ed, you gotta, you gotta comment. I'm going to surprise you, Zach, by mostly agreeing with you. Um, from the standpoint though, and I'm, I'm trying to like tap into my being a history major in college and mostly forgetting what I learned. <laughs> um, but also thinking that I think that if I, I try to think about what history books are going to look like 50 or hundred years from now. And I think that with how well we're able to communicate right now and how much that has advanced in such a short period of time, 
that you could probably describe this as some type of conflict that really can't be compared to anything earlier than that. I don't agree that it's an ongoing civil war that's been going on since the first fight from 18. I don't know how you then, how do you start that as the date? I think if you're taking that thing because of racial tensions, I think it has to go before even the civil war then. And, and I, I had the same thought to be fair. I had the same thought as I was kind of thinking about this today. Uh, yeah. Did, did it start before 1860? I, I, and I don't know if I'd call it a continuation so much as it is its own thing that I, I definitely could see the country continuing to become fractured based on hyper-partisan takes. Like, I guess at my base level, the thing that I hate the most, and I obviously lean and vote Democrat, is like even today, and I saw something just recently saying that Hannity was threatening any Republican that voted to impeach Trump. And even I've had friends that vote Republican. And when I would say something, even this is before the the Georgia results and before last week and how big of a sycophant Lindsey Graham is, right? Like he's a pretty much, pretty much a lapdog of Trump. Right. But he did like one small thing. And I mentioned his name to one of my friends who said, oh, he's a rhino. And I'm thinking, what, what makes a rhino? Like rhino is obviously Republican in name only, right? Mm-hmm. And, and to me, the thing that kills me the most is that definition. I don't hear that. You don't hear dino. You know, I don't hear that. It doesn't seem to be as much of a left thing as it is. Maybe it should be. Well, it I should like be. I like dino. I like calling people dinos. Um, but it's it's kind of like, are you a Republican in name only if you are not wholly allegiant to one person that has been elected in your party? And and that to me is what is the biggest concern if for any, I know people, are, we don't have a ton of listeners, but if you are a listener and you're a Republican, that would be the biggest thing that can be the threat to that party. There's a lot of fracture amongst the left, but it seems like that's even more of an identity politics issue on the right. And it's going to keep driving it because there's enough crazy people that side and how many talk to somebody today saying, well, there's 70 some million people that voted for Trump though. So you have to be careful about that. And that's what concerns me is that that many people are willing to say, and I've heard from a lot of them like, well, yeah, Trump's a real idiot, but you know, I still would rather vote for him because I don't want to see my taxes go up or something. And, right. and, and yeah, it's but that, there's a big stretch from that to, to saying we're in a war. No, but I, and I, I think that I'm talking about maybe something a little bit different from what Zach's talking about. Zach's talking about more, I think, from like a racial standpoint, which tends to be pretty clearly cut politically. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Let's let's think. I, I, I guess I want to ask. I, you're you're the historian here of Ed. I know you said. Well, you Bob, about Bob also. Bob, I'm gonna. Okay, sorry. And plus, back to Bob too. Yeah. Let's also not forget Bob has read War and Peace, so that makes him <laughs> a, a certifiable and, expert. And I also was a history major and a history teacher. But please go on. Yeah. Please ask Ed your question. <laughs> I don't. You know what, Bob? I'm gonna be honest. I don't think I remember you being a history teacher. Oh, I knew yeah, that because you're gonna teacher. take over at our high school, Bob. You were almost about right. to, weren't you? Yeah. That's right. I apologize for not knowing that. But uh, continue, I'm Zach. Forgetting. Anyways, please, what was, please, please, guys, remind me. Why did the Civil War? Why, why, why? why when I, because I remember this pretty clearly in my, um, for my, I guess, elementary school, I learned that the Civil War began in 1860. I don't remember why, it, uh, strictly why it began. It, it obviously had to do with the, the, the North and the South. But what was the real trigger moment? Why, why is 1860 that in, 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 in the, in the books? 
Bob? The, ev the event itself? Like what happened? Or what was the reason behind it? Yeah. I, why, why? I guess well, I, just, I, mean, yeah, I don't know how to, how to explain this question, but yeah, what, what, what is the, 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 the marker? What's the boundary that was crossed in 1860 that said, okay, this is when the Civil War started? Uh, Fort Sumter. Okay. Remind me what happened at Fort Sumter. That sounds familiar, but what was the, the actual event that happened there? Was it just a bunch of guys who were sailing around with some, some muskets and decided <laughs> to start shooting at each other? I mean, what, what happened there? I mean, that, that's, no, I mean, because that's, that's where, you know, basically the, the Confederate army opened fire on the Union fort there. Um, and it was, you know, insurrection, right? Because they wanted them to lower the American flag and surrender. And so that was kind of like. And I think Zach is asking what led to that in the first place, which is probably true. some policy regarding slavery. And I can't remember what exactly right. what it was. I'd have to imagine it regarded slavery in some in some capacity. Um, Primarily, I mean, yeah, well, because Lincoln was elected and he wanted slavery to, you know, basically stop. Yeah, right. I would have to think that that the the, the notion of slavery being awful didn't just magically come to revelation in 1860. It probably bubbled no. up for years and decades before that. I, at least want to hope. I, I don't know if you guys. Probably can't think about it off the top of your head, but regardless, to your point, Ed, I, yeah, perhaps the Civil War was not really even, it should be sooner than that. I don't know. But um, the Civil War that I think of uh, was was focused around the, the you know, um, I don't know, ending slavery is a, is a pretty, pretty obvious one, but it's, 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 it's the, the freedom and uh, uh, removal of of oppression for, for black Americans. And, and I feel like that uh, we aren't there today, um, unfortunately. And, and that's just, I guess. Yeah. Well, sure. with that. It's, it's still, uh, obviously it's a huge issue and there's conflict, but it's not, I don't know. I just, it's not war. It's not a civil war to you because again, like you said, you, you, you require two sides. I feel like that there are other, maybe, and maybe this is a, a, a more of a, a non-tangible thing, but something like a, like a cyber war, right? People talk about cyber wars all the time because that's a thing that, you know, nation states like to do is, is. Uh, How about a cold war? Sure. Cold well, war. So Zach, I'm with you that I think there is something that you can, it's hard to kind of put your finger on it exactly. And I don't know that civil war is the right identifier for it, but I think that there is something that, again, I try to think about it, given the benefit of time and being able to look back at it and not being in the moment that this is going to be defined as some type of period that who knows where it could lead to. I mean, like we take it for granted that we live right now that America is the top country in the world. I'm not... I'm saying that in a way that's probably, you know, if you look at it from some objective measures, I'm not saying that from a personal preference standpoint, I know you don't feel that way. And I'm not, uh, I, I tend to be a little bit more of, I think it is, but I don't, I'm not saying that that means that it's great either. Um, I think American exceptionalism, so, American exceptionalism, but a lot of people take that for granted, but we're not that old of a country. And I, I could see 50 years from now, we're looking back and say that this was a, one of the seminal moments, I think, is the identity politics. That to me would be something that people are willing to stand behind. And I saw something today, somebody just said, you know, you swore an oath to your country, not to a person, you know? And that's just kind of a basic statement, but people 
don't understand. And that's where I get my frustration with the rhino. If you disagree with Trump, then you're a rhino. No, you just disagree with somebody and you're allowed to have those. And here's my last thing that I'll say. And, and maybe we all, I wonder, if, I know we all are the same way pretty much politically, but I have a hard time with the discussion that I see of how do you end that party politics, the, the, the identification, the scorekeeping, you know, between parties versus a lot of Democrats saying, no, Republicans always play the game better. And the reason why Republicans get the upper hand on certain things like gerrymandering and whatever else is because they play the game better. So we need to do the same thing as Democrats. And I have a hard time because I can see both sides with it. I don't know yeah. what you guys think about it. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, it's, yeah, I kind of, I kind of agree, unfortunately, that uh, the GOP is better at playing the game, but you wish the game didn't exist. And that's, you know, that's, you kind of don't want to embrace the game too much because then you support it continuing to exist. But what, and it kind of goes to Zach, what you were talking about today with the problem with politicians being beholden to corporations and, donors and everything else i think that's kind of tied in with this too is what do you do to fight back against a system that you disagree with in my mind you know how i feel it's more like shit it's like why bob why i joke with bob about voting uh third party in 2016 and being like i get what you're saying but i don't think that was the right time to do it but then again i can't say when the right time is you know if you don't do it at some point then you're always going to have this two-party system so right i get it but I don't know what the right answer is. You know, the, the other thing that um, uh, I was just thinking of was that, you know, we, we feel like this is this pivotal time and how can things be so, so bad and, you know, where are things going to go from here? If you look back at history, there's always some shit going on. You know what I mean? Like if you look at the 60s, there was huge, you know, uh, demonstrations think of Kent State, Vietnam, you know, like there's always, you know, uh, we are, we, we, we always want to keep the pressure on that things aren't good enough, right? Because there's so many areas where we need to be so much better as a country, as a human race, but also we are living at a, you know, probably the best time of history is now. So let's be positive a little bit, just a little bit of positivity. I'm curious as to how you came up with how, how how current is best. What what about what about today makes it better than? And again, I, it just sounds like a dumb thing to say because that would be along the lines of "Make America Great Again," right? Like, you know, like I think Bob is my guess would be Bob's coming from a technology angle and other things that, but I'm sure there could be people that would debate, you know, whether or not all the advances in technology are beneficial to us right now, too. Sure, there's problems with technology, but. Uh, it's much, we're much more uh, democratized overall. Like the, you, the, there's still the existing power and corporations have way too much of it. Um, but, you know, like anybody, I don't want to say anybody because obviously there's limitations to that, but you can go to the library and get information from anywhere, right? Um, that's, a, that's hugely different. Um, I mean, we could go on and on about this, but we are, you know, violence has went down. You know, I don't know about the last year, maybe, but violence around the world is down over time. I don't, I, yeah, this is getting really in, yeah. into the weeds, uh, right? right. But 
I, I do I do wonder if there was a way to like somehow measure like overall happiness of of a of a given population. I, I wonder well, is that right? Is that the right metric either? You know, self-reported happiness. Shouldn't well, I don't know. I would I would argue not. Really? What, no, because hap what is happiness? Let's get real deep. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Isn't there but there's a there's a happiness scale that doesn't just rely on self-reporting, they base it on now. How do you do based on which factors? But I know all the Scandinavian countries always are on the top leading sure. that. I think it's because of pollution and probably health statistics like, you know, hospitalizations and coronary disease or whatever it is, you know, from like a health standpoint. And my guess would be probably labor laws and that kind of thing. But yeah, I suppose I suppose I could also make the case that 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 the populace could be tricked into thinking they're happy and then we're really taking a right turn. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, right. So I just, yeah, I don't, so no, I would say. Are you, Zach, are you making a bread and circuses argument? 